This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. This week on Top Shelf, our guests include Carter Bettinson from the Revelstoke Grizzlies, Ollie Clement from the Beaver Valley Nighthawks, head coach and general manager Brad Tobin from the Creston Valley Thundercats, and 2023 Cyclone Taylor Cup chairman Kevin Dorius. The toughest win in a best-of-seven playoff series is that fourth W. Just ask the Princeton Posse and the Fernie Ghost Riders. Both teams went into Game 4 on Tuesday night, leading three games to none, and both teams came up on the wrong side of a lopsided score. Kimberly and North Okanagan lived to fight another day. Miller again, he's got Johnson right on him. Gets it down the boards, down below the goal line, back to the point to Miller. Miller lobs it in, but blocked by Gates. Johnson, and he's got a break. Fitzgerald's with him. Shot! He hits the post, and then Fitzgerald gets the rebound. Gets the rebound. Hope he sailors, boys and girls. The Ghost Riders surprised almost everyone knocking off Columbia Valley in the first round, and their full value for their 3-1 series lead in the Eddie Mountain Division Final. The strong play of Aiden Krulak has been a significant factor for the Riders in both rounds. That and some balance scoring up and down the lineup, with the usual suspects leading the way, Ethan McDuff and Court Kissinger leading their team with five points each in the series. For the Dynamiters, there's been some positives. Christian Mealy has nine points, and the power play, it's been very effective, running at 43%, and in Game 4, the Nitros went 4-for-5 four with the man advantage. You know that Kimberly won't go down without a fight. This is must-see hockey TV. Williamson working this one back over. Spark's going to come back into the neutral zone. Here's Roy flipping this one off the boards. Colin Cozien working this one back. Now back over, take it away. There's a puck, back over, shot, scores! The Princeton Posse are up in the Bill O'Hausen Division Finals, three games to one. But an impressive North Okanagan 7-2 win on Tuesday is giving fans in Armstrong something to cheer about. The Knights fired 55 shots at Nate Glenn in the W. The Posse are hoping to close out the series, though, on the weekend. They've had strong performances from Peyton Traska, 1.65 goals against average, and a 9.45 save percentage. Dayton Nelson's been great with eight points in the series, and Braden Bablitz with seven. The Princeton penalty kill has only allowed one goal in 10 North Okanagan attempts. KT Walters and Devin Jameson have been the top night snipers with six points each in the series. Boy, over in the Neil Murdoch division, the Creston Valley Thundercats are on the verge of taking the series after what can only be described as an epic game. 6-5 in triple overtime, over 118 minutes of hockey, and 165 shots on goal. Morrison to take this draw. Anderson pulls it from the pile. Kutsantona sends it back to the line for Chakrabarty. Across to Anderson. Down low, Chakrabarty tries a sharp angle shot. Three ball! They score! Cats win! The Cats win in overtime with a power play goal! It's all over! Finally! 154 to go in period six, and the Crescent Valley Thundercats take a 3 1 series lead. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the head coach and general manager of the Creston Valley Thundercats, Brad Tobin. Uh, Brad, uh, first of all, uh, congratulations on a win on Wednesday, a hard-fought long one. 
yeah, it was five two, you know, late in the game in that, and we just didn't didn't keep going there, and they uh, they scored three quick ones there, so kind of came into the overtime a little bit down on ourselves, but then uh, as the overtimes kept going on in that, we we got more momentum and more momentum, and uh, yeah, finally managed to uh, get one there late uh, late in the third overtime. As a player or as a coach, have you ever been involved in a game with 165 shots before? No, I don't believe so. I was trying to think back. I think maybe once or twice there was a game that went to double overtime, but you know it almost went to four overtimes there too. I think we scored and it was uh, 12-10 at uh, the next day. So, Coach, anytime two opposing goaltenders give up a combined total of 10 goals in regulation, you're probably thinking, nah, not their best outing. But Stojan and Burnside were incredible in the overtime. Talk about their play. Yeah, both goalies absolutely played outstanding there. Both both ways, there's a few good chances that both had to kind of make a miraculous save, and, and both did. I mean, we put up, what, over 40 shots there in the overtime. So Stojan played played really, really well. And then uh, Burnside, for us, played played well. Stopped Tokarts on a breakaway there. That was a big one, too. So, um, yeah, I got to give credit to, to both of them. I'm sure yeah. they got a pretty good sleep in what do the thundercats have to do to close out this series uh, i think just stick to our game plan just, we have to play a full 60 minutes i felt like obviously last game we, we played about 50 minutes and then kind of took our uh, put off the pedal there for a bit so you know we're, we, we're in good spirits we got some good confidence now we uh kind of similar to our first series there where you know we split on the road and then uh won two games at, at home so we know that we can win in beaver valley so we have to take this opportunity to uh do it there is no tomorrow is basically our motto we can't say oh we got two more times after this we have to get the win to uh give our guys the rest brad tobin is the head coach and general manager of the creston valley thundercats thank you for doing this coach. Thank you. Ollie Clement from the Beaver Valley Nighthawks is having a great playoff run. 15 points in 10 games. Our Emmanuel Sequera queried him about his performance this postseason, but first asked him about his thoughts on the play of his teammate Connor Stojan between the pipes. Obviously, unbelievable performance. Almost breaking 100 shots there. Just uh, overall, crazy game and he really stood on his head for us. Unfortunately, we couldn't get it done for him. Yeah. Just uh, doing his part, definitely pulling the weight. How does the group feel that he's played in that for you guys in the series? Uh, I think mutually we can all agree that he's been definitely one of our top players through the whole series. I don't know. It's hard when we leave some guys open at the wrong times and they're just getting point blank shots, which uh, obviously doesn't make him look the best if they're going in, but they've gotten lots of good opportunities and I think he's made the necessary saves when they need to be done. So. I wouldn't say any of the results from last night at all could be put on him. How do you feel that you've been playing in this series for the team? Personally, I feel like I've been pulling my weight. It's it's hard when when you get down a couple goals and you get deflated, but it's really got to be looking forward. I don't know. I've been eating lots of Skittles before the games and uh, giving myself energy. So uh, I feel like I've been better than I was in the in the actual season. So yeah, I think I've been doing pretty well. So is eating Skittles before games, is that your thing? Is that your routine? Uh, yeah. Well, mostly I just like to like eat a couple packs or so. Just uh, I don't want to give away too many secrets, but uh, okay. yeah, a couple packs or so, and that usually gets me going. Right on. And then just the last one, like, what has this playoff season been like for you? So, yeah, like I said, I had kind of a slow start to my regular season, and it kind of started to pick up near the end, but I think 
I've really been able to show uh, some of my different skills rather than just what I showed in the regular season, just like more maybe of a, in a points role rather than like a grinding role. And I really love that so far, and uh, I hope to continue it on. That's Ollie Clement from the Beaver Valley Nighthawks. They trail the Thundercats 3-1. to one. Meanwhile, over in the Doug Burks division, the Revelstoke Grizzlies advanced to the Okanagan Conference Finals in four straight against the Sycamore Eagles. I talked with Grizzlies alternate captain Carter Bettinson about the series and his hockey journey. That's next on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Bettinson, the other player on here for Revelstoke, he gets the puck. Bettinson leaves it for Gallo. Into the corner for Bettinson. Being watched there by Owen Arup. Bettinson scores! On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with Carter Bettinson from the Revelstoke Grizzlies, number 17. Carter, thank you very much for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Mark. Let's talk, first of all, about the series you guys just finished in four games against the Sycamore Eagles. Uh, maybe a four-game sweep, but it was a pretty good series. Your take on the play of your team. I think we started out really strong. Game one especially, we came flying, which was nice. The new schedule this year in the playoffs, it's rewarding to have the rest, but you really got to stay on top of it between series. Like it's, It was a long break between 100 Mile and Sycamus, so I thought it was good that we came out flying game one, and then, yeah, it was three games of... Uh, I know it was a sweep, but it was a bit of a war in a sense. Two overtime games, a double overtime, and then game two was tight as well. They're a young, good team, and... They put us to the test, but I'm very happy with how our team played and not our best at all moments, but we did enough to win and played the right way. So I think that was key. You've been around the Grizzlies for a couple of years now. Uh, this season, any guys that really stood out for you? Yeah, obviously there's some very key players on our team. We have a lot of depth this year, which is really good. A couple guys like Brandon Gallo, I mean, winning the man of the year last year, he's still just as good this year. Will McPhee, our captain guy comes in he works every day and then some of the new faces have been really good too like colton mcleod and daniel wittenberg rookies that came in they scored some key goals and then a couple guys from last year jake wallace has been huge in the playoffs for us i mean he's putting up goals like nobody's business two goals in our 2-1 win to close the series out against sycamus was huge you were part of the team that went to the cyclone taylor cup last season at delta didn't get the results you wanted but what lessons did you take from that experience Definitely wasn't the result we wanted going in there, but learned a lot. You play the KI all year, and it's a little bit different hockey than the PJ and the VI. Those teams run a more run-and-gun skill style, in my opinion, and I don't know if it just caught us off guard or we weren't ready to go, but I know for me, and we have a lot of veterans returning, we're definitely going to be ready to go this time and not going to take the foot off the gas from playoffs. We're hoping to go all the way through and defend the KI Tech Cup first, that's for sure. And then from there, we'll just continue on rolling into the Cyclone and get it done this time. Puck is dropped. Puck squirts right in front of the net and bounces out. McLean able to get it up, but not out of the zone. Benson shot back of the net. Power play goal. Carter, this is the way I like to do it. To talk a little bit about you and your hockey journey. Where'd you grow up and play your minor hockey? I grew up in Red Deer, Alberta. It was really good minor hockey there, actually. Um, lots of good coaches and stuff helping along the way, especially in midget. I mean, my first year midget wasn't the best for me. And then played midget double A and had two coaches, Brent Zimmerman and Glenn Berry. They really helped me along the way. Like Glenn, he, uh, he played some WHL games and he developed my game a lot. 
like just skill practice, making me do things that were outside of my comfort zone. Uh, owe a lot of credit to him, that's for sure. For somebody who hasn't seen you play, shame on them, but if for somebody who hasn't <laughs> seen you play, describe your style. I would say I'm a two-way forward playmaker, like to pass. I mean, I've scored more goals this year than I think I have before, but like to set guys up and make things happen. I think Ryan, you got to be a two-way guy to play here in Revy, and I think that's actually helped my game. His coaching style, he has definitely turned my game into a two-way, which is really good. Just a two-way guy that can make things happen in the Ozone. How special has it been to be part of a a program as uh, as good as Revelstoke. Uh, this is a program that was strong before the COVID and after the COVID. Uh, how cool is it to be part of that program? Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it's almost hard to explain. Like, you go into some teams and they're just amazed. Like, they come onto the ice and they can't even believe, like, the fans and the atmosphere that we have. And a lot of that's due credit to Ryan. He's uh, put a lot of time in with this team and he's kind of turned it around it's definitely a special place to play all the teams that have came in here uh it's cool to see their reactions because not everywhere around the league gets fans like us you touched on the fans <laughs> how, how wild was it the first time you came into revy at the forum and you got that kind of uh that kind of fan i i don't even know how to describe it that kind of fan support yeah, I mean, the forum is unbelievable. My first year, we actually weren't allowed any fans because it was the right. COVID year. So it was, I didn't really know what to expect. And then I came back after we had a shutdown. And last year was my second year. And the home opener, I remember I was just like blown away during O Canada on the bench, like <laughs> sold out crowd. Couldn't see a seat available in the place. It was just, it's just crazy. And it just rocks in there every Friday, every Saturday. They're ready to support us. So it's pretty cool. Okay, so Carter, this is your opportunity to thank people that have helped you along your hockey journey. Anybody you'd like to say hey thanks to? Yeah, I mean, mom and dad for sure. They're biggest supporters out there. Been helping me since day one. I touched on uh, Brent and Glenn, coaches back from Red Deer. And then I obviously owe Ryan and George a ton of credit. I mean, George has put in more hours with me. Just an unbelievable coach and helped me with my skating. I probably wasn't the strongest skater when I first came into Revy and he put in a lot of hours after practice and helped me transform that side of my game, which I think has been huge. And Ryan has taught me a lot of things along the way. Carter Bettinson, number 17 for the Revelstoke Grizzlies. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you very much, Mark. It was an honor to be on. Bettinson chance now. In on goal. Bettinson in the back of the net. What a move! The Cyclone Taylor Cup is April 13th to 16th in Revelstoke. Emmanuel talks with the CTC chairman about the supporting events and ticket sales. Just speaking with uh, Kevin Doris, chair of the Revelstoke Grizzlies Cyclone Taylor Cup host committee. So, Kevin, how does the organizing committee feel this event will be for fans to take part in? Oh, it's, it's going to be an amazing event. Not only do we have great atmosphere inside our rink, uh, you know, anybody who's been to one of our games, even regular season games, let alone you know, like the playoff atmosphere, knows what kind of uh, what kind of atmosphere we have. But we're also going to have uh, an outdoor viewing event with uh, you know with tents and outdoor viewing and barbecue and beer garden and so forth going on outside the arena as well. Because uh, you know we really want to have that atmosphere spread amongst as you know many members of the community as possible. 
And uh, we know that, uh, you know, we won't be able to meet the demand for everybody who wants to be in the arena. And so we're going to try to create that uh, that atmosphere outside as well. So there, there's going to be an amazing opportunity for fan experience. Can you shed some light on, like, what are some of the things, I guess, outside that people can expect to see when they go there? Yeah, I mean, we're going to have we're gonna have a DJ. We're going to have uh, Rotary is going to be uh, hosting the, the, the beer garden. There will be barbecues. There will be... Uh, you know, like I said, it'll, it'll be lively both inside and outside the uh, the arena. And to be honest, the whole town is getting uh, is getting really excited about uh, about the event. You got to figure that parents from the other teams will come out. Do you think it'll even attract people like people beyond that? We fully expect that that we will get lots of people out besides locals and so forth. Because you know we are a world class tourism destination and uh you know once once the the, uh, the ticket sale information starts going out on some of the like the destination marketing platforms and so forth i expect that uh, we'll be getting people uh, coming and buying ticket packages and so forth so we we expect that almost every game will be fully sold out when do tickets begin going on sale on tuesday we're actually going to have a pop-up ticket uh, outlet uh, set up at the revelstoke review office and it'll be on tuesdays and thursdays uh, from 11 to 2 that we'll be selling ticket packages or we can uh, take email requests for tickets and, and process payments for for people who are from out of town as well that want to buy tickets. Yeah, for those people out of town, I guess, especially like those the families of the teams that will be coming out, is there a setup for people to purchase tickets online or what is going to be the main slash best way that the visiting people can purchase tickets for it? We're holding back tickets, a uh, ticket allotment for each of the uh, the teams coming from the three leagues. And uh, we will have tickets available directly to available to them once we know who those teams are, which will be like a week before the tournament. And so, you know, there will be tickets available to the family and, and friends and so forth of the, of the teams coming for the tournament. Whatever isn't used from that one will have, you know, a last minute uh, ticket release uh, in a day or two ahead of the start of the tournament. But we are holding back ticket packages for the visiting teams. You know, we, we just love watching our Grizzlies play, and uh, we're totally excited to be able to host the province in this event. You know, we think that we have a really, really unique atmosphere in our building. You know, it's loud. It's a tough arena to play in for visiting teams, but I think all the visiting teams love coming and playing in front of, you know, our, you know, big and loud crowds. And, you know, that's what we will bring to the Cyclone Taylor Cup is, is a community-wide atmosphere that, uh, you know, that I think is going to be very unique. Kevin Dorius is the 2023 Cyclone Taylor Cup chairman. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Our thanks this week to KIJHL broadcasters Eric Blow, Shannon Beach, Dan McSkimming, Dawson McFarlane, Larry Reed, and Byron Conacher. KIJHL Director of Communications, Emmanuel Sequera. Carter Bettinson of the Revelstoke Grizzlies. Ollie Clement from the Beaver Valley Nighthawks. Preston Valley Thundercat Head Coach and General Manager, Brad Tobin. And Cyclone Taylor Cup Chairman, Kevin Dorius. Also, a thank you to Hockey TV, which brings our players closer to their families and friends back home. I'm Mark Berry. This is Top Shelf, the KIGHL podcast. We're back in seven days.